Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, whatever time you are tuning in. Welcome to Homesteading and Gardening in the Suburbs. I'm Emma from Misfit Gardening and don't be scared of seed saving. That is the message of today's episode and this is part of a wider training series that's going to be coming across the blog, YouTube and of course right here on the podcast. Now you might be wondering, Emma, why aren't you talking about starting seeds? It's spring, come on. We want to talk about starting the seeds and planting our gardens, not seed saving or saving seeds. And there's a method to my madness, I promise. So let's dig in. So I watched a couple of documentary movies the other day. Well, I said the other day, it was a couple of weeks ago now. Um, Seeds of Time, that was done back in 2013, and Seed the Untold Story, which was done back in 2016. I made my husband watch them too, because I wanted him to see why seed saving was really important to me. And if you haven't seen them, I highly, highly, highly recommend that you do. Um, Seeds of Time is actually about the Doomsday Vault, as it's more affectionately known. And uh, the Seeds Vault, that is the world's backup of agricultural crops. In reality, it is the final backup of um, the agricultural crops that are in there. Now, back in 2016 and 2017, way after the Seeds of Time movie was made, the global seed vault in Svalbard flooded, and it flooded from heavy rainfall and melting permafrost. I remember reading this story in the news and thinking, yikes! And this is what led me to really start securing my seeds in my own seed bank at home. And ultimately, this led to a 20 million euro refurbishment happening there uh, by the Kingdom of Norway to secure the agricultural crop samples and some of their wild undomesticated relatives that are being stored there by countries worldwide. Now, many countries have seed banks. And so many more have been destroyed. And they've been destroyed from power loss, floods, fire, and even war, um, just to name a couple of the reasons how they've ended up um, losing the seeds that are in those seed banks. Now, I just want to take a a little bit of a step back in time. Now, there was a guy called Nikolai uh, Valvilov, and he is a prominent figure in the seed-saving world. Um, He was a Russian scientist in the agronomy, botany, and genetics fields, and is best known for the collection and improvement of wheat, maize, and other cereal crops, as well as identifying the centers of origin of cultivated plants. He traveled the world to study global food ecosystems. He conducted experiments in plant breeding to improve farm productivity as well as storing thousands of seeds. He talked to farmers across the globe and understood how and why farmers needed seed diversity in their fields and gardens. The Vavilov Institute, or the Institute of Plant Industry, was founded in 1921. It's located in Leningrad, which is now St. Petersburg, Russia, and held many of these important crops developed by Vavilov and his team of scientists. Now, I can't talk about this without tears, so please forgive me in advance. This is something of a passion of what the scientists did, not just for their work, but for the future of humanity. Now, back during World War II, Leningrad was under siege for 28 months, starting in September of 1941. And the scientists and botanists at the Vavilov Institute barricaded themselves inside their vaults to catalogue, count and protect the seeds that they had worked so hard to save. 
saving those seeds for future generations to protect people from starvation and helping the world recover after war was more important to them than their own comfort. They were protecting almost 400,000 seeds of plants from wheat and rice to peanuts, potatoes and thousands more varieties in their vault in Leningrad. During the siege, Alexander Stukin, Georgi Griha, Dmitry Ivanov all died of starvation at their work desk. They were surrounded by seeds working in the bitter cold and they didn't eat the seeds to survive because they knew that their efforts to help future generations were far, far more important. It was more important to catalogue and package the seeds to try and get them out of Leningrad to another location and the future of food the food supply was more important. Okay, let me say that again. The future of the food supply after the war was more important than their own life. Now, I mentioned earlier that seed vaults across the world have been lost to war, floods, fire and loss of power. And on the Seeds of Time movie, a delegate from the Philippines tells that their seed bank was flooded and then it got on fire. She is so overcome with grief, she cannot say how many varieties have been lost. And my husband and I couldn't stop crying. And eventually, when we did stop crying, my husband, who doesn't save seeds and things, you know, he leaves the gardening to me. But he turns to me and asks this question. Why are we relying on a seed bank to hold these and not growing the seeds out each year to produce larger seed stocks and sharing them locally or even across the country? What a great question. I never want to see people go hungry and starve. And whilst I have no children to teach how to grow food, how to preserve food or save seeds because I can't have children, I struggled with that for years. I mean, what could be a better legacy than having children? Well, now I know the answer to that in my heart too. I want to teach people how to grow food and how to save seeds for everyone else's children. Teaching you, listening right now, so that you can teach your loved ones, your friends or your neighbours, so you know how to secure your seeds and your food supply in a living seed bank so that you will not go hungry. That is the legacy I want to leave behind. So I want you to go grab your seeds. You can pause this episode. I'll be here waiting for you, I promise. So pause this episode and go grab your seeds. Okay, did you grab your seeds? If you did, great. I want you to take a look at them. What are they in? Are they in paper? Are they in plastic or a foil package? Are they in glass jars? Is there a handwritten note about how to grow the variety or the story of where it came from there? Where did you get the seeds from? Did you get them from a big box store? Maybe you bought them online or did you get them from your granddad, your parents, or maybe it's your slightly eccentric English aunt? Did you make a new seedy friend on Facebook and did a seed swap with a random stranger? It's all good. I ain't judging. I'm pretty sure I'm the eccentric one in my family now and I've participated in a bunch of seed swaps with people across the US and I've got some really cool new varieties to try in the garden that way. But I want you to look at your seeds 
And what comes to mind when you're looking at them? Are you excited? Maybe you're a little nervous or overwhelmed, like, oh my gosh, I've got too many seeds and not enough space. Do you think of the possibilities of them growing? Maybe how they're going to look in your garden or what they're going to taste like. Does it make you feel independent, like, I got this. I can grow food for my family and my neighbours right here. I'm not going to have to worry about where food comes from. Seed saving might not even come up for you as you're looking at your seeds and that's okay. It didn't occur to me either for a long time. Now I'm not quite done with looking at your seeds. I know, I know, I'm making you work today in this training. I want you to look at your favourite variety. If you haven't got a favourite, then choose one that you're most drawn to or interested in. If you have a seed packet, look at it. Really look at it. Can you see if it's something that is a heritage or an heirloom variety? Is it open pollinated? Is it a hybrid? This year in your garden is a great opportunity to diversify your seeds. I don't just mean participate in a seed swap, but you totally can do that too. And if you're interested, we can kick one off in the Facebook group. What I mean for diversifying your seeds is a little bit of seed saving. Start moving your garden to a regenerative, self-reliant garden and never have to buy seeds again. Seriously, Create your own living seed bank. Create your own legacy. Now you can save seeds from heirloom, open pollinated and even hybrid seeds. Um, So if you have an heirloom or open pollinated seeds, hang on a wee bit because I want to talk to those of you with hybrid seeds because all is not lost, right? Hybrids are an intentional controlled pollination cross between two highly inbred parent plants that have traits that the breeder wants to combine, right? Plant breeders know the outcome of what is going to happen by crossing these plants and modern farming relies on knowing the outcome of the plants growing. It makes it easier for predictable harvesting, right? That's how modern agriculture is working. And hybrid seeds might say things like F1 or hybrid on the packet. They actually have to say that. If you can't tell, it's worth a quick check online like Claire from OSSI or Aussie suggested in that podcast episode. And it's a good idea to check and see if the variety is patented or check to see if the variety states on it that it is a PVP or a plant variety protected If they are patented or if they have a PVP on them, you can't save the seed and you need to make sure that they don't cross with anything in your garden that you plan on saving seeds from. You can still eat the veggies and that's all great, okay? I'm still working through some seeds that I have, okay? I've got some legacy watermelons and some peppermint Swiss chard and they've both got a PVP on them. I just rotate growing them if I'm not going to save seed. So if I'm not going to planning on saving seed that year from the watermelons, for example, I'll go ahead and grow those legacy watermelons and just eat them I won't bother saving the seed from them or in the case of the Swiss chard you know I can let it grow and then put them in the compost before they overwinter and start to flower I just don't want to mix the two of them if I'm planning on saving seeds now you can save seed from a hybrid if they are not patented and they don't have a PVP on them just know that you're going to get a fiesta of plant shapes sizes colors and other traits from those hybrid seeds and that's a really cool 
experiment in itself. If you've got inquisitive kids, that could be something that's kind of cool for them to do. And growing a bunch of seeds that you save from a hybrid is diversity on show right there. If you try to save seed from a pepper or a tomato, for example, from the grocery store, it's quite likely that that is a hybrid and you could save the seed and grow them out if you really wanted to. I like to err on the side of caution though and urge you to do a little bit of research to see if that variety is patented or has a PVP. This is important if you plan on sharing your seeds with people later or pledging it as an open source seed variety. Then you want to avoid the patented or the PVPs and the legal hot water later. So if your hybrid seed isn't patented and it's not protected by the Plant Variety Protection Act, then you have some great experiments coming to dehybridize that seed and create something that's open pollinated. Okay, so back to y'all with the heirloom and the open pollinated seeds, because you can save those and get a plant back that's going to be like that parent plant. It's pretty straightforward. And I think it's important to keep heirlooms going and maintaining those heirloom varieties. There's a lot of information that we've lost more than 90% of the original seed varieties and diversity over the last 100 years. Almost all of those varieties our grandparents, great-grandparents or even great-great-grandparents grew is now lost. But I think what could be just as important and maybe even more important is to increase diversity for seeds and plants to cope better with changing climates, pest pressures, disease and soils. Our climates are changing and I see it here each year in Utah. The winters are not as much snow, the dust and wind are more, the rain is less, for example. And my friends and family in Texas are facing different challenges like that really really unusually cold winter that they had. Diverse plants in a healthy soil can cope so much better. So how do we increase diversity in our plants and seeds? Well, I want to introduce you to some wild pollination, also known as sexual reproduction in plants. If you have saved seeds before, or even if you have never saved seed before, I want you to not worry about accidental crossing of your plants in your garden. Let the pollinators get in the plants they want to be in in the garden. Sure, they may cross with another variety that you're growing or maybe your neighbor, but equally they might not. But, 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 Emma, you talked about using pollination preventatives and you're planning a garden for seed saving episode. I know, I know I did. Um, this is if you're wanting to maintain that one variety, right? You need to be using pollination pre preventatives, right? Measures to prevent that cross pollination if you're wanting to keep that one variety true, right? Maybe you want to keep it because it's an heirloom or a heritage variety and you want to keep it that way. But not worrying about pollination and where it's coming from is really quite freeing and it starts to make that process of saving seed a little bit less daunting. Why wouldn't you want to try and make seeds and plants growing in your garden a little bit better? So here's a couple of good reasons why you should think about it. Number one, your plants start to adapt to growing in your garden from that first year that you're growing it and saving the seeds. Those genetics that help that plant grow in your garden are being passed to the seeds. And each year that you grow and save, the more adapted your seeds become, right? That's pretty neat. 
Reason number two, it's a new legacy that you're creating. How cool is it that you're growing and saving seeds from something that you can pass on to your children or your grandchildren? No kids like me? Well, how about passing them to your friends or even sharing with other seed savers? You could even pledge it to Aussie, the open source seed initiative as a variety that could be grown and other people can develop into something new and exciting. Reason number three, it's creating new diversity and we need more diversity to ensure food security. I talk about this a lot. A diverse garden can cope with so much and it can cope so much better with what we as humans and Mother Nature throw at it. So how do you start this in your garden? I got one answer. Save some seeds in your garden. Don't get hung up if they might have crossed in the garden. This is a practice run for you, a way to hone your seed saving skills. Whatever you grow, you can eat, right? And if you don't like it, you can always put it in the compost bin. You don't need to save seed from everything, right? And if you're putting it back in the compost bin, you're helping support that regenerative cycle because you're going to be putting that back into your garden, right? We talked about that in um, having a self-sufficient and intensive garden, right? You know, there's, there's a beautiful cycle that happens with everything. So, you know, you don't need to worry too much about things that might have crossed, okay? It's a great way to practice selecting plants that you might want to save seed from, right? Ones that have, you know, plants that have those traits that you're looking for. And if you're a member of the Facebook group, you might have seen the picture of the uh, Rouge de Hiva or Rouge de Hiva. Um, not entirely sure how to pronounce it. French was not my forte at school. <laughs> um, but it's a lettuce seedlings that I shared on the Facebook group. And they are so freaking hard. They are kicking ass at the broccoli and cauliflower seedlings and taking names. They are so cold tolerant. They can be planted out in my garden way earlier than my wimpy broccoli and cauliflower. The Rouge de Hiva took their seat on the bus and earned valuable space in the early spring garden, right? And you bet your sweet cheeks I'm letting those plants go to seed and saving that seed this year to grow again. I want varieties that are tolerant and hardy in cold temperatures to grow in the garden for winter. I want plants to make it through the winter in Utah. And that's why I'm running some breeding experiments with cold hardy leeks. But this lettuce was a real surprise at just how cold tolerant it was. I'm growing another variety called Winter Density and it is nowhere near as strong as the Rouge de Hiva, which was amazing for me to see. But my drivers for seed saving are different to yours and that's okay, right? Um, one of my other drivers is we want to move to near family and friends in Texas and I want my cold hardy crops to grow outside with minimal cover in winter. You might have other drivers for saving your seeds. So why did I start a training in saving seeds in spring? Because I want to help you step away from buying seeds every year and start taking control of not just how and where your food is grown, but how and where your seeds are grown. Every single time you purchase seeds, you are starting from scratch in your garden. Seeds have been grown from somewhere else and they need to adapt to where you are gardening. Saving seeds locally in your garden and community is how we start to develop seed security and food security and how we create that living seed bank that's going to help feed you, your family, 
your neighbors, your friends. It's how we help to create that food security. So I want you to choose your drivers and goals for seed saving from one plant type that you're going to save seed from this year. And share your goals for seed saving in the Facebook group and tag your post with hashtag 2021 seed saving challenge. Until next time, I hope that your garden grows beautifully and I will see you guys in the Facebook group and I can't wait to see and read all your drivers and goals for seed saving and the one plant type that you're going to be saving seeds from this year. Until then, I'll see you guys next week.